good times. Great music. Playing all your throwback favourites. My first record came out, uh, This Is Your Night, which went gold in Australia, I believe, you know, all over the world, which it was a pretty big record. And I remember in America, it stayed in this chart for about an, almost a year. And it's pretty much a blur um, because everybody, everything happens so fast, you know, you just get sent to the left, to the right, and do an interview here and photo shoot there. So quite honestly, the first couple of years, it's just really a blur because it was just so much traveling and so much back and forth. Yeah, that's when it took off. I had classical rock. I had done all kinds of genres, which were, you know, not as simple. Simple as, and not being negative here, but it was way more complicated musically. Um, also lyrically way more complicated. So this is your night really just... Um, derived from a moment of, okay, how about if we do dance track? Oh, yeah, cool, why not? Um, well, we thought it was something along the line about, um, this is your night, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You know, go ahead in the room and just write something. And I wrote the entire, you know, lyric and um, the entire uh, melody line, and then I came up with da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
soundtrack that um that actually went platinum in um in australia i'm looking here in my office and i'm at the platinum record from australia here that was a, a record that came about um that was a collaboration so they called it stars on 54 for some reason but it, it belonged to the movie 54 mike myers it was a movie called studio 54 about the old days of the studio 54 club in new york and i remember um our vice president of a record company coming to me and say, listen, you know, we have Miramax Motion Picture asked us, you know, if we if we feel interested in doing the soundtrack, and I have this great idea about this track, if you could read my mind uh, to redo it, to do a cover of it, and we thought maybe um, Alternate and Jocelyn Enriquez and you could do the track together. Uh, which back then, you know, collaborations were not easy to have at that point in time, because every record company had their own little, you know, ego going on and blah, blah, but they made it happen. So we ended up in the studio and recorded the song. And um, they, when Miramax Motion Picture actually received the track, they had already wrapped up the movie pretty, pretty damn close. And they heard the soundtrack and they said, well, we need to wrap it open and we need to put these girls in the end scene. So they wrapped open the entire set again. And so that's how we ended up in the actual movie toward the end uh, with Small Face. We performed it a couple of times together. After that, everybody went along their way. As far as I'm informed, Jocelyn today is not even in the industry anymore. She became a mom, and I, be I believe she, she became a teacher or something. Her career just stagnated at some point, and she got out and got married and stuff. Uh, Alternate is very much still active. Actually, last year, when I'm not mistaken, I performed the song with her, and I did once and, and one other time years before that. So whenever venues happen to book us together and we, we're on the same bill, you know, we end up doing the song together. And uh, for the rest, I, you know, I keep performing it by myself or Ultra does on her time. So, yeah, but it's, it's really a very successful song, and I even hear it, hear, hear it uh, in Europe. And, you know, it's a regular standard everywhere. Um, and it's just a blessing. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale my thoughts would tell. Just like an old-time movie about a ghost from a wishing well. In a castle dark or a fortress strong of change. 
my second album I took more charge of my career because I you know I didn't feel comfortable really with my old producer team they were too simple minded in my in my world and also lyrically you know it was all too simple for me I wanted to have a little bit more I wanted to I wanted to put my stamp on it so I had decided to um, write with outside writers and have more have more creative control so, you know, that particular song, Sexual Lita D, um, came about in a time where it was okay for guys to, you know, to come out and, and sing about booties and stuff like that. But for, for girls to talk about sexuality was always a moment of, oh, no, you can't do that. We can't play that on radio. That's too dirty. Which sexual is really just, you know, nothing dirty or, you know, it was just, from my perspective, playful sexuality feelings that we all have, you know, however, you know, whatever turns you on, but really a nicely uh, set up song. I wrote this with Billy Steinberg and Rick Knowles in the uh, Hollywood Hills, and it was written, believe it or not, in 15 minutes. That was a song where I immediately knew the, the minute he pressed this little recorder and replayed it, I said, that's it. That, that's that's, that's going to be huge. I, I just know because it was instantly, it just stuck with you. Um, and then I went back with my road manager in the car and I played it for her and she was just screaming in the back. And my record label obviously felt it right away too, thank God, because sometimes you can run into issues obviously there too because there's a huge team that makes decisions. And uh, I remember having to shoot the video and I had a very clear vision. I said, well, first of all, I'm not the kind of girl that's going to run around naked with her booty cheeks hanging out. The look that you gave, give them, the vibe that you give them, the little story that you give them. Because if you really factually look at the video, I'm always dressed, I'm always dressed. You will just see me taking off my shoe, or it's a sheet completely wrapped around my body, you will just see the the, the, the shoulders free, but there's nothing else showing really. Remember having and having to having to actually um, pick out the right guy so you would have some chemistry. Oh my god, and there were just tons of guys lining up. Then this guy Rafael came from Cuba and my knees just got weak. I was like, Okay, this is the one <laughs> it was a really Really, really fun experience. I mean, the dog was, that was something my A&R back then wanted to do, felt the need to do. I thought it was a little crazy to have a talking freaking chihuahua in there. And she would only eat filet mignon, but oh well, you know, it's, it's, it's a hang up. 
I, you know, I digress. It's a hang-up. It didn't have to be in there for me personally, but oh well, it happened. Brian, thank you so much. It's been um, such a great time I, I had with you guys on the phone and talking a little behind us, and I so look forward to, uh, to see you guys very, very, very soon.
You're on air with Brian Peel.